The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 6th, 2023, season 19, episode number 47. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got my normal crew, minus one, but we've added one. Nick Harris yep. is joining us today from Talking Cowboys. He'll be in for Patrick. Uh, Patrick is out today. So uh, he'll get to give you some of his opinions along with us as we get ready for Cowboys versus Niners. Yeah, I'm already for the, ready for the mess that they're going to talk on Monday on the talking crew. They're not going to like this. They're not going to like that I'm on here. But <laughs> you know what? I always it. tell them. I always tell them it's your opportunity to move up to varsity. Like, you just got a varsity uh, shot. Maybe so. We'll maybe see how so. it goes. Right? Maybe, maybe well, we'll Nick, see. Did a, Nick did a great <laughs> job with us on uh, 105.3 The Fan yesterday on the yeah. GBAG Nation. Appreciate you coming Absolutely. on and, and providing some insight to a crew that has really no direction. Really, <laughs> we're poor question asking and you did a great job of handling all those Appreciate questions. It. I heard that. It was actually a really good interview. I yeah. texted you after. This was yeah. a really good interview. Did a great uh, job. But for those that don't know Nick, Nick is one of our newest writers. I don't, know, I don't call you new anymore, but one of our newer writers. Yeah. Um, and before this, you were covering high school football, covering recruiting into college, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so four years covering college football recruiting with Rivals and 24-7 sports. Uh, my last job at Rivals, I was a national analyst covering six states, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, New Mexico. I can still rattle it off. We're still yeah. going. Right. Um, but yeah, all six of those states and just staying on top of those kids and then scouting them. And typically, whenever you see the three, four, five star recruit, I was the guy that was doing that. So whenever those two stars get drafted in the first round, you can come bigger at me. I'm the one that you need. So to come you at. always made me feel a lot better about LSU's <laughs> kids. And uh, when, as they were coming in and yep. then when they started to play, I'm like, so that's where I need to bring to blame you. Yep, on that, absolutely. Right? So if they don't tackle well, I'm like, Nick had this guy as a four star guy. What's the deal? Here? I'm going to take Harold Perkins to the bank, though, because that you was take that was yeah, an early that, that, one. That poor kid's probably going to leave LSU. He's going to say after playing defense the way LSU does, he's probably like, oh, I think there's someplace else I need to go do yeah. this stuff. And I yeah. mentioned that because for those that don't, Nick is a great follow because he's always drops little, little yeah. nuggets oh, about absolutely. players around the league yeah. and what they were back in college right. and, and maybe even back to high school. You knew a lot of players back when they were coming into the college. Uh, so, so it's a really, really good follow. So if you guys aren't following Nick, make sure you go check him out on Twitter. Um, all right, so here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with some injury updates. Um, the injury report looking kind of clean, especially in the offensive line position. Yeah. But there's still all those guys that were limited yesterday. Damone Clark, Peyton Hendershot, Malik Hooker. Michael Parsons, what do we know about them at this point? Yeah, as far as I know, it sounds like, at least on the offensive line front, Jerry Jones just said it on the fan right before we hopped on. It's, quote, looking promising that all five will be ready to go. Obviously, you have to get through two hurdles, one being today and then tomorrow's walkthrough. Um, and, and aside from that, man, I feel like it's only Peyton Hendershot that I'm worried about as far as playing on Sunday. Rico Dowdle was a full participant in practice yesterday. Uh, everybody that we were concerned about coming into the week has started to put together some good practices. So I think Hendershot is the only one in my mind that I expect to not go on Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, you know the the thing that the offensive tackle situation you just never know <laughs> because you feel like everything's kind of put together and but I, I think there's a little gamesmanship with the with the injury report. But I also believe though that 
if they could just get through these next couple of days with Tyron Smith, you might get all those five guys back. And I, I think as we've talked about really all week, it, it, it's going to be important to, to, to be able to have Tyron Smith, who I feel like has played really well, even pass protection-wise, uh, the first two games, to have him out there on that left side I think would be really important and, and a great thing for the Cowboys. I think I read it yesterday that the last time this full offensive line was together was the Reagan playoff was game. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> the playoff game against the Niners. Not last year, the one the year before that. Yep. Um, my question for you guys is, do you think that when this offensive line is fully staffed, when they got their starters – uh, how good are, how good can they really be? A top five in the league, I think, easily. Um, you got all those all pros up there, all that experience. And Tyler Biotish specifically coming into this season, man, his pre-snap diagnosis and what he's been able to put together from a mental standpoint, it's helped that new offense completely from top to bottom. So he's taken a step forward. Terrence Steele, obviously, they've bought into, literally bought into uh, what he's <laughs> what he's been able to do the last couple of years and into his recovery. And he looks just as good as he did pre-injury uh, coming coming through these first four games. So I really like that offensive line when it's at full strength. And I've mentioned before um, how I've been wanting them to use Dak in the running game more. We haven't seen that yet that much. But if they had everybody in there, I would feel more confident that they would start allowing him just to run more free and be a little more free uh, and getting out in the pocket, out of the pocket, and just having all these very solid guys that individually they all look good. But once you put them together, we haven't seen that just yet. But I just think that in everything, I'm, I agree. They could be one of the top offensive lines in the NFL um, altogether. But it would just be, we. it's a dream. It's something that, you know. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a dream I that, I, that I dream about. But it's, uh, it always gets so complicated because then something else pops up on there. But I did want to mention talking about injuries. Uh, I know Micah Parsons is not, it doesn't sound like anything serious. And he's just on there uh, right now as limited with the knee. But it's just one of those that as soon as I saw it pop up this week, I'm like, Damn it. Mm. Like, this is not the week for any type of limited for a guy like him. Again, he sounds like he's going to be fine. He's going to be play, playing out there the whole time. But you want him at 100% for sure this weekend. Yeah, this is the type of game, and circling back with the offensive line, this is the type of game that gets you to notoriety. Because everybody in the league, if you start to talk about the best defensive fronts, in the NFL, San Francisco's name is either mentioned first or second. Mm -hmm. So this is the type of game where if you go out there near the Cowboys and you have success, you block this front, you handle, uh, you know, Terrence Steele and others handle uh, Nick Bosa. You're able to, you're, I think you're better equipped inside to handle those two defensive tackles. Tyron Smith on the outside, you know, you get Schoonmaker and these guys blocking, Ferguson blocking. You know, if you find a way to have some success and you find a way to win this game, then, then the narrative turns into well, look at look at Dallas's offensive line. Look how well they played. You know, maybe you have them as a top five. Maybe now they're number two, three, somewhere in that a little bit. These are the types of games that get you that notoriety uh, for uh, you know all pro bids, Pro Bowl bids, however you want to play. You go out and you block this front, and you win that game. It goes a long way to giving you that confidence of just going out. Because I don't think you're going to play a better one. There, there are going to yeah. be some other ones that are challenging. The Philadelphia one twice. Mm -hmm. 
We'll see what happens with the Rams and stuff. But you are dealing with one of the elite defensive lines in the league. Go out and block them, and you'll get that notoriety that you deserve. Do you? I feel like this game is a litmus test top to bottom in all yeah. position groups and just yeah. the matchup itself, but especially in the trenches on yeah. both sides of the ball because this defensive line for, for the Cowboys, we've talked about that. There's a really big opportunity for them to generate some big-time internal pressure. Right. They were able to do that against the Patriots, so I want to see them bring that back against the uh, 49ers and try to get some guys like Osa Digizua going back in this uh, pass rush game no, as he's well. Good. He's good with those There's going to be an opportunity there. Yeah, the pressures will be from Osa, I think, was what you see. When you start to talk about uh, Micah, Mike is not going to miss a game that where Nick Bosa is involved. Because there again, here's your comparisons. It's yeah. going to come yeah. down to, okay, who is the defensive MVP this year? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to mention Nick Bosa in this game, and they're going to mention Micah Parsons. You know, Micah Parsons is going to show the world and try and prove on this stage. He's already w- one of the elite players. We all know that. But when you start to say, well, hey, Nick Bosa really wasn't great. That Micah Parsons had two sacks and pressures and all that and stuff. These are the games you look at. These are the games where Micah rushing against Trent Williams, you know, rushing against uh, McKivitz, who I think we've talked about is probably the weak link. But take advantage if you're Micah because at the end of this, when they start handing out the hardware, they're going to go back and look at games like this. And, and they're going to say, and that's where the highlights are going to be, him rushing against the 49ers and, and causing havoc. Yep. All right, so let's look at this this matchup a little closer. I have a couple questions for you guys. Uh, I want you to take these three names of, of defenders for the 49ers, and I want you to put them in order of the biggest problem or biggest potential challenge down to the, 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 the challenge you think the, the Cowboys should be able to manage much easier. Okay, The names are Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, and Fred Warner. Most to least. How they how the Cowboys will deal with them? Yeah, like the most the, the hardest one to deal with. The hardest one to deal with. Down to the the easiest one to deal with. I'll, Understanding all three are a challenge for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, no no kidding. I'm sitting here. All three could be one. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go one. Um, Nick Bosa, two Fred Warner, and three Javon Hargrave uh, for, for specific reasons, and it's more so matchup-based. Uh, you look at Nick Bosa, probably going to be lined up with Terrence Steele quite a bit, yeah. so that's that's a little bit concerning in, in yeah. my eyes. It, but it's an opportunity for Terrence Steele to really step forward and show that he can be that guy that can stop these type of players, these type of all-pro defensive player of the year type candidates. But it gives me the most concern of the three. Two with Fred Warner, uh, just with his athleticism, his ability to get uh, downhill. I think the run game is going to be huge to establish in this game, more so than any game we've seen so far with Tony Pollard. So if Fred Warner is filling those gaps and he's doing his job there, that's going to make things really difficult for the entire offense. And I put Javon Hargrave three just because I, I really like what that interior offensive line has been able to put together when all three of them are on the field. So I feel like they can at least hold him in check, but it's still it's still a worry. All three are still a worry. He got it absolutely right. It, it did. And the way it, the, the matchup you would worry about is steel. And then the next one would be, can you block the? Can you get somebody second level to get mm-hmm. the linebackers taken care of? Him and Greenlaw both are going to be ones that they play downhill. They play in a hurry. Uh, they get to the outside. You can't be a step late. These guys are going to find a way to finish. Uh, I I love the matchup all day. If this if it holds true to how the 49ers play, you know you're going to see Armstead against Zach Martin and then Tyler Smith on the other side. Really. Uh, against Hargrave, I, I, I like I, I like I like the yeah. matchups inside. I think the Cowboys are better equipped in this game than they were in the playoff game when you had Connor McGovern and others trying to deal with. And and Hargrave wasn't there, but just the guys that you're able to deal with the one on one matchups. The, the the one that could be the struggle for him is Terrence Steele. That could be the one. 
Anyone. <laughs> I, 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 even the backups that are on the bench are scary to me. So, like, right now you could talk about any single matchup, and that's yeah. going to be tough. Um, especially when you've gotten to games where they've been so close, and it's the offense, and we talked about it yesterday, the offense not being able to really get in the end zone and capitalize. I really, What really scares me is them not being able to take a step forward in the red zone. These guys being a problem for them, against them in the red zone. Because last week, last weekend, we saw little progress. It was a small step into the right direction in improvement. But it's tough. It's tough when you've been struggling in that area and then you're facing guys like these defenders that are going to make it even harder for you. So it's going to be a tough challenge, and that's what I'm most concerned about, these matchups, especially in the red zone. I will throw this out there real quick, speaking about the red zone. Patrick sent me this information earlier this morning. Uh, He had done some research. He had talked about earlier in the week what the red zone looked like, and I asked the question, what does the 49ers' defense look like in the red zone? And he said it actually – it's one of those situations where if this is a weekend for the Cowboys to get right, mm-hmm. this is a weekend to do it because the 49ers right now are ranked 23rd in the NFL in red zone defense. Talk to me. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, they're only they're 66%. What have been the, the other teams that they faced? What? Where are the other teams that Pittsburgh, they faced? Pittsburgh, the Giants. Yeah. Uh, they're not good offenses. The, yeah, the Rams. <laughs> I'll look that up. Yeah. Look that yeah, up. yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. They're not good offenses. Yeah. So you would you would look at that and be like, man, those those bad offenses. No, no, no. I'm trying to say, sorry. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to say defenses on the other teams that the Cowboys have already faced in the weeks leading up to this. So what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see what you're saying. How, compare, New England. Like, okay, New England yeah. I got you. How got relevant you. is where this defense lands in red zone defense mm-hmm. compared to what the Cowboys have already faced. It does, well, yeah. does that make sense? Well, it, it, yeah, to? you're saying you're saying where does where are the Jets and the Patriots Arizona, in red zone defense? Yeah. Yes. I assume it's been helped by the fact that they played the Cowboys and the yeah. Cowboys weren't good in the red zone, yeah. right? So that's probably helping them a little bit. But but if you just compare the defenses overall, like San Francisco has a better defense than any of them. Um, and and they are red zone is one area where they have not been great. So if this is a weekend again when the Cowboys could maybe get right. Well, let's hope so. Looks like this may be the weekend to do it. Here's This is touchdowns only okay. on uh, being able to convert in the end zone. Number one in the NFL, New York Jets, um, yeah. and, and defending <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We had uh, 16, the Giants. Um, where's Arizona Patriots, and New England? Uh, Patriots at 13, Arizona at 17. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. And Arizona was the one that really gave you problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you know that was the one that to me I, I felt like there were that was more about how Arizona played than the issues that you had. I, I think to when I the the tip balls the missing blocks you know uh, holding call and you know there's some things that have been self inflicted against those other teams. Arizona was the one team where I it felt like that they always had one more guy in coverage or at the ball than you had blocked. That just didn't feel like a very good red zone effort from the Cowboys that that day. I think it was more about Arizona. The other ones, I feel like the Cowboys were the ones that kind of hurt themselves with their red zone offense. Yeah. One more thing I'll point out real quick. We mentioned uh, Terrence Steele and that being a matchup that's a bit of a concern. Last year, 
Nick Bosa had he had a pretty good day against Tyron Smith. That yeah. wasn't one of Tyron yeah, Smith's better bad. days when he was yeah. over on the right side. So again, Nick Bosa can be a problem, and yeah. uh, and I so I look at this and I agree with you guys. I think that's the matchup that is most concerning for me. Now let's do the same thing on the flip side on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to give you these five names. You can probably guess <laughs> them, and I want you to put them in order of most problem to least problematic: Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Kyle Juszczyk. Okay, let me think if I can remember all five names here. <laughs> I'm going to start with Debo Samuel. Um, that's the one that is concerning me the most going into this week for for two reasons. One, typically whenever he doesn't get active in a game, which he did not in week four, they feed him in week yeah. five. Like yeah. th- There's a trend for that. I was able to go back and kind of see like that this week. I almost felt like they were trying to do that this week right. because they're like, we got Dallas next week. Let's just put him on the shelf a little bit. Zero right? receptions, and yeah. I believe it was one rush for six yards. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't use him at all last week. Uh, so going into this week, I think there's going to be a huge emphasis on getting him the ball but also with his speed and size and strength all of that combined where he he can align anywhere on in the receiving core out of the backfield he's a problem um two i'll put mccaffrey for obvious reasons this run defense it's gonna have a big task in front of them uh leighton vander had an awesome game against the patriots and defending the run i need to see that again uh i I think that's going to be the the, the most thing the thing i look forward to the most is from leighton vander three um you said iuke use check and kittle yeah i'd probably go um I'd probably go Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk. But Juszczyk is still going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. You know, I love my fullbacks. They're going to be, <laughs> he's going to be a problem. Yeah. I went, uh, I went McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel, uh, Kittle, and Juszczyk is how I went. And I, I just feel like to me, the things that you could do with McCaffrey, his ability to, his, he could score from anywhere on the field. You hand him the ball. You throw him the ball on the screen. You put him out wide. The, all the places that he lines up, he's a mismatch that way. They they try and they'll switch receivers. They'll put him outside and somebody inside, just so uh, a linebacker has to go out with him. Or you know they'll they'll try and find ways to create opportunity. I the one that the one that the Ayuk one is to me more about if you get pressure. Every game that I watched, it appeared that that Purdy was trying to find Ayuk when there was pressure. And if Dallas can generate pressure, give me the guy that's going to find ways to get open. And I think that's why Ayuk – I think Samuel's a little banged up with the ribs and stuff like that, but he'll he'll probably play well. Kittle is – man, yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to put him four, but that's where we're at right now. And Juszczyk, I mean, he could have been up on the list too. Follow – Follow 85 and 44, you can usually find where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I kind of look at those two guys. I think for me, um, I would go first with McCaffrey just because that has been the, the Cowboys' yeah. area of trouble, just stopping the, the running game. And I think he's a, he's a very talented player, and he's going to give them a little bit of issue, uh, I believe. Then I would go with Kittle. Um, then... I can't say Kyle. You should you should. Yeah, I can't I can't I'm not even gonna try. The fullback. <laughs> fullback, exactly. The Kyle man. Um fullback just because again, kinda similar to the running the back right ball there. Of knives. Yeah. Um so I think I would put him third, then fourth I have Ayuk and then Samuel. But yeah. the, those 
the running game, I think it's going to be an issue again for yeah, the defense. No. They did defend McCaffrey really well in the playoff game last yeah. year. And I think going into that game, that was my biggest concern. I was like, oh, my goodness, McCaffrey's about to have a day. And yeah. he didn't. So that's what maybe gives me a little bit of hope going into Sunday night, just the fact that I, I think they're going to get more Was he nicked up in that game? game? Was that a hamstring game or something like that? Was he coming off? I, I felt like He's that always was, nicked up. I got, well, <laughs> but they got in trouble with very much. He only had yeah. 10 carries. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think yeah. this year he is way more part of their offense than what he was when the Cowboys faced They're the talking about him like MVP kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, he's right playing now. his Well, also, right if now. you're the coaching staff over there, you're looking at the Cowboys and their weakest length and looking back at Arizona, what happened in poles, that game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. kind of yeah. saying, hey, we yeah. got this guy and let's use him a lot more yeah. this time around. The way that San Francisco blocks is very similar to what you see with what the Arizona Cardinals and the way they try and do the, the, the down blocks and get guys around the, around the corner. Yeah, I would go with uh, McCaffrey first. I agree with you, Amber, on that. I would actually put Ayuk second because yeah. I mentioned this yesterday. His his catches yeah, in that last huge. game, he had 20, 20 yards, 25 yards, 34 yards, 42 yards, 11 yards, 16 yards. Like He was making big chunk plays, and that's another thing about this defense that I think has not been talked about enough mm. is they will get into games and they will lose receivers and they will give up big plays. And uh, and that worries me a little bit. His speed worries me a little bit, especially as we were talking about yesterday, some of those deeper crossing routes. Right. I'm a little bit concerned about that. So I'd put him second, and then from there you go Debo, Kittle, mm. check. But they all are problems, right? Obviously we know well, the, they the all are problems. Well, think about it. Kittle killed you last year. In right, the game, yeah. But he, he hadn't previously hadn't had really good games against Cody. How they match up. Man, it's so funny. Uh, the conversation that we had yesterday, real quick, uh, you know, we we were talking about how would you how would you maybe handle the receivers. We we haven't talked about McQuamu at all, right? Mm. He's been a healthy scratch, and you know, and I was on with Vach Lombardi last night on his podcast and talking about it, and he brought up would you consider playing him? You know, just because of the length and the size and the ability to play. When you start to talk about he is a, like a safety, he's a corner. You know, would you would yeah. he be a guy that maybe Dan Quinn would throw into the mix now just to match up with one of these uh, 49er weapons? Because yeah, yeah, they got plenty of them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I love about Quinn. Quinn will find ways to get a specific well, guy involved yeah. for a specific game because yeah. of a specific matchup. Well, th- and this is a game I think that Overshone would have been great in, yeah. too, by oh, the absolutely. way, when you're dealing <laughs> with the running game and the ability to cover and stuff yeah. like that. These, these are the types of games you, you wanted to play with him. I will say about Brandon Ayuk really quick, it's going to be a really big opportunity for Deron Bland. You know, he's, yeah. he's come in these first two weeks, and he's done – mostly he's done his job. This is going to be a tough task. I think yeah. this is going to be – I have a key matchups article coming out later today. That's, that's going to be one I really dive into. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, Amber has a little game for us. We will have some fun with that. Uh, we'll be back, DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in 
in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Hey, hey, it's game time. Dallas Cowboys game time powered by... Lenovo. Lenovo. That's our favorite people. Lenovo. They're our buddies over there. The official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Sign up now and compete in Madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a VIP experience to a 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers begin on October 6th and run through the 13th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboysGameTime.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. All right, here we go. Amber's got a game for us. Amber, let's go. Okay. I don't have a name for it, but whatever. We'll get started. We know that this game this weekend is going to be a tough matchup. Which one? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hook him. <laughs> that one, too. That one, too. It's going to be a rough weekend. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to try to build your perfect player. Yeah. Obviously, this is not possible, but we're going to just have some fun and try to build your perfect player to play in this matchup, Cowboys versus 49ers. Um, also, want to open up the text line so you guys can text us. Throughout the show, in the third segment, so we pick a winner. Who has the best player? Uh, you can text us at 817-290-3298. 817-290-3298. Okay, so this is basically what it's going to look like, and you each have your own little player. Mm-hmm. You're going to uh, name the position, football IQ, speed, mental toughness, strength, hand-eye coordination. You're going to choose a trait from someone that's currently on the team, but you cannot double dip. So you can only choose one person for one trait or characteristic. And then I'm going to have you. Derek, I'm going to start with you. Introduce your player. Give us a name for your player, your number, and then go through the list. All right. I'd like to introduce Mr. Marcus Banger. (laughs) Uh, Marcus Banger is a linebacker. So name fits. Perfect name. I love it. Uh, his fo- the football IQ reminds me of Stefan uh, Gilmore. He is smart. He understands the game. He knows the little nuances, and he's able to adjust on the fly to those. He has the speed of Brandon Cooks because I love not only the long speed, but the quickness, the shiftiness, the ability to use that speed uh, to be able to make things happen. Uh, he has the strength of Tyler Smith, who is just a beast of a strong man. Um, and then he has the mental toughness of, of course, Dak Prescott. Nothing phases him. Um, and then finally, the hand-eye coordination of Trayvon Diggs. When he sees the ball, he gets the ball. Um, that's Marcus Banger. 
I like it. Marcus Banger. Marcus Banger. Okay. <laughs> Nick, what's yours? We're going to introduce uh, Javon Bartholomew, number 15 right nice. here. Uh, I came up with that on the spot. Y'all like that. All right. <laughs> Position, he's going to be a receiver. Um, he's going to have the football IQ of Stephon Gilmore as well. And the reason I went with Stephon Gilmore, because if he has that 10-year veteran, or longer than 10 years, uh, that veteran IQ that's won NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards, has gotten All-Pro nominations as a corner, I want him to have that IQ as a receiver. Speed, Kevontae Turpin. Um, I, I was between Turpin and Cooks. So I was like, eh, I'll just give it to Turpin. Yeah. Mental toughness, I gave it to Deron Bland, just because in any moment that Deron Ron Bland has had to be thrown into the fire. He has capitalized, and it has not phased him one bit. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn talks about it all the time whenever Deron Bland is brought up. Just the fact that he's even keeled and he's ready for any moment at any time. Strength, I'm going to give it to the all-world strength guy, Mozzie Smith. Um, I, I think it's a huge reason why he he shot up so many draft boards and ended up a first-round pick. It's that strength that he does have. Now imagine having Mozzie Smith's strength in route running. Incredible. Hand-eye coordination, I'm going to give it to C.D. Lamb. Uh, I don't want any other guy going up one-on-one than C.D. Lamb on this team. I'd like to introduce Pete Portbutt. <laughs> Pete Portbutt. You ain't scaring anybody with that name. That's Pete Portbutt. Port, 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 Portbutt. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's barbecue weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to tell, tell you why this yeah. is, because my guy's an offensive lineman. There, there you go. go. Portbutt's like an it. offensive there lineman. I like it. But what I did was I took a trait from every offensive lineman that the Cowboys have. Ah, I like it. And put it and made one guy out of all the offensive linemen that we have. So good old pork butt here. 55. 55. That's my college number, by there the way, go. at LSU. So uh, that's that's nice. why I wore that. Offensive lineman here. He's got the football IQ of Terrence Steele. Smart guy. Reads what's happening. The twist games. Does a really great job with, with Martin when they work together. He's not going to get fooled on plays. You bring blitzes and stuff. He's aware where to go to the outside, pick that up. Football smart guy. The speed is this uh, pork butt. His speed <laughs> is going to be Tyler Smith. My guy's going to have the ability to get out in space and run. We've seen the ability with uh, with Tyler Smith to be able to adjust. Comes down the block, gets to a guy quickly. He plays on his feet. I think he does a really nice job with that, the way he plays in space. And then he gets down the field as well. I could have used Biotish on that because he'll run down the field and recover fumbles and stuff like that. But I gave the mental the mental toughness to Biotish here. I think Biotish is one of these guys that they put a lot on him. They've asked him to do a lot more with the protections, to set the protections. He's had to battle through some injuries. He's played at a pretty high level. Uh, so you have to have some mental toughness to be able uh, to go through that. Strength, I gave Zach Martin here. Uh, I think that when you, every time you watch anybody try to just rush over the top of Zach Martin, it's we saw it last week with Brantley, the linebacker. He tries to, or Bentley, excuse me, comes flying in there. He stones him and just stops the guy in his tracks. Zach, when he gets those hands inside, he's going to throw you around and stuff like that. Hand-eye coordination is Tyron Smith. And because when you watch Tyron Smith play, we've all seen those big old uh, knee braces on his elbows <laughs> and the way he yeah. plays. So when his hands, he, you see a, a punch, a punch, and a control the way. he's just the, It's just like watching somebody box. It's just like counter, 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 you know. And that's how I think when you play with his hands, he's one of these guys. So Pete Porkbutt, your offensive lineman, number 55. Right. Can we draft him? Like, are any of these players available? Yeah, right. All right, well, I'm going to have the public, the listeners who are listening right now, start sending in your vote. We have Pete Portbutt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have 
something Marcus banger. banger. Ba- Marcus Banger. Marcus yeah, Banger. <laughs> and then I cannot even begin saying Javon yours. Javon Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Never trust somebody there with two first names. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's a tough one right there. Who, out of these three players, if we have time before Yeah, they get us on our text line, actually. Yeah. Uh, the text line is 817-290-3298. Again, 817-290-3298. I like Banger. I like the, I like the like banger, the banger. I like before, the banger player. Before we go to break, Pause. <laughs> who would you have playing this weekend? Uh, this is these? for y'all guys. Oh, for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was for the text of line. These? Bef- before we go to break, and we'll have people sending their favorite player, but for this weekend, who would be starting uh, this to me, weekend? I, I would do the linebacker. And the reason why yeah. I chose a linebacker mm-hmm. is because I think – like, I look at San Francisco, I think there are a lot of similarities between Dallas and San Francisco. I think the yep. big glaring difference is, and this is not a shot at, at Leighton, but Fred Warner's on a different level. Like, he is Green one. Law too. He, he is, yeah. a, he is yeah. the maybe the best inside linebacker in the NFL. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that sets that defense apart is they have that kind of guy in the middle of their defense, uh, and it makes a huge difference. So, for me, I would take the linebacker because I do think that that, that would put you on a whole different level if you had that kind of linebacker. As far as this game specifically, I'd probably take Pork Butt because I want Dak to have a little bit more time. So, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Brian. Where would Gary. you put him on the line? That's a, let me think. What, what did he have the strength of, you said? Of, Zach uh, Martin. Of Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Then, yeah, I'd want him right there at right guard then. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think so. I uh, Man, I... I I'm gonna. I, I think uh, Banger's the guy because I like what Derek did with the uh, talking about on defense. If you had somebody, and, and again, this, he's absolutely right. This is nothing against who Cowboys have playing linebacker, but the 49ers have difference makers at linebacker. They really mm-hmm. do. So if you gave me a guy that has all those characteristics and traits, and Man, that, that looks. You give me Ray Lewis right here. That's like yeah. a finisher right there. <laughs> right, a guy that can make a lot of plays. How do you turn like, down Ray Lewis? A lot right? of bangs. Yeah, a lot of bangs. A lot of bangs on the field. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for for playing this game. Fun. Hey, so far we've got three three people that have, have chimed in, and uh, well, I'm sorry, we got another one. So it's tied right now. Two for pork butt. Two for Marcus Banger. <laughs> Dang, Bartholomew. It, it was the name, you know. It's not. It's not catchy. Yeah, it's it's not, it sounds catchy. like royalty over there playing football for you. There. Yeah. There's one guy that says the name alone evokes fear. Talking about Marcus Banger. He's oh, like, I thought yeah, he was going to say Bartholomew. Like, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. I got some more questions for you guys. We'll also get to our picks in the final segment. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're 
faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. I'll tell you what, this is the place that Pete Portbuck's going to go. He's going to go. He's going to do this Oktoberfest for sure. Mark your calendars and get your Lederhosen and Steins ready. Frisco Oktoberfest officially returns for their fourth annual celebration on Saturday, October 7th at the Star in Frisco, featuring Bavarian-inspired activities, delicious food and drink, and plenty of live entertainment. Visit thestardistrict.com slash events for more info. Welcome back. We are in the final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Niners. That happens this Sunday night on Sunday Night Football. We are heading out tomorrow uh, to San Francisco, so it should be a fun, fun weekend. All right, uh, Chris, our producer has pulled up some of the uh, text line comments on our players that we crafted in the last segment. Chris, read us some of those, uh, some of the best ones that you've gotten. All right, so here we got we got uh, one for Banger from a six hundred one. There you go. Got uh, Banger sounds like a real banger from the five seven five. Pork butt all the way from the nine one zero. Thank you. Um, actually, you know something? I got a Barth- Bartholomew up here. There we go. Let me see. Voted by Bartholomew. Get it in there. Yeah. Right. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Bart- 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 Jim Jazz says Bartholomew all the way. I wonder where she prov- uh, sits back there. Um, James from Midland. Pork butt for the run game. There you go. Uh, another one said uh, pork butt to fix our red zone uh, problem. So yeah, could help. Looks like pork butt is the... Uh, all right, so we're going to yeah. take pork butt. Number 55. Pork butt. Now, what's the contract? Five years, yeah. 95? Yeah, man. <laughs> five years, 55 million. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the official sponsor of barbecue sauce is for the, uh, for the, the Cowboys, we can, that's what you can pay us in yeah. right there, the pork there butt. There we go. Yeah. Pork butt will be at Q-Fest this weekend. There you go. <laughs> get your tickets now. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get some. Before we get to the picks of the game, uh, let's get some keys. What do you guys think is the biggest key for the Cowboys from the offensive side of the ball? <sighs> Score. <laughs> Get in the end zone. I mean, that would help. I mean, uh, Tony Pollard being healthy. Uh, I think hopefully that because I think that that was the if I remember correctly last time there had some issues with the running game when they last faced them. Uh, that's when Tony Pollard got hurt, mm-hmm. and then they had no answers for them. So hopefully, having him having a guy like um, uh, Lipke. Get in there in the mix. That's your guy, Nick. Getting him in the mix, and hopefully that helps with the running game as well. They haven't necessarily been struggling uh, running the ball all season, but maybe this is the key component that they were missing 
last time and they'll be able to find a way to get in the end zone and score some points because I think defensively they can hold up and we've talked about it the last two times that they faced them um, they were able to hold up pretty well and I believe this defense right now is better than it was previously it just keeps getting better year after year so uh, that would be my my key. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We saw what the that offense looked like whenever the running game got severely depleted in that playoff game last year with Tony Pollard going down. I mean, the very next play, which is a play that they probably would have run the ball in second and uh, two or second and three with Pollard, throws an interception, uh, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott does. So uh, in that second half, I mean, things were just not flowing offensively. And it was a big part of the run game not being available. So especially with two more run stoppers uh, in that in that defense, I, um, I yeah, the running game's got to get going, I think. If, if Pollard can run for a healthy 70, 80 yards, then that allows the offense to open up. I think they finally get some points on the board against these guys. The first thing that came in my mind was you got to block this front seven. You know, find a way, if they're going to play stationary, find a way to get your best matchups and block it. The next thing is don't get fooled with your eyes on defense. You're going to get a lot of motion, a lot of movement. I'm fascinated to see here in this game, can Dallas defensively make this a one dimensional San Francisco attack. I don't know if Brock Purdy necessarily can beat Dak Prescott in a drop back game. I think I think the I think the Cowboys are better equipped to have that ton of drop back game, but if you take away their ability to run the screens, the motions and just make them have to their offensive line protect I mean, they could say the same thing about you, but I, I just feel like though if this turns into Purdy versus Dak and just having to just outright throw the ball every single snap, I'll 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 take my chances with Dak in this, but they've got to be able to block this front seven. I'll say this for the offensive uh, key: I really think that I would actually go the route of really leaning on my quick passing game. Yeah. I actually think a big reason why the changes in the offseason that the Cowboys made to their offensive play call and the offensive system that they are running is because of San Francisco and teams like them, Philadelphia, teams where running is very difficult, teams where their pass rush is crazy and they don't necessarily have to blitz in order to get home. And I think when you have a quick passing game, you negate that. That's a quick way to negate a pass rush is if you're getting the ball out quick. And by the way, I think when you look at that defense for San Francisco, I think the weakness, if there is one of that defense, is their cornerbacks. I do. I think you can get them in situations where you're hitting them with quick passes. You're forcing them all day to have to tackle, rally and tackle, as you you would always say, Brian. Right. right. right? I want to put them in those situations as much as possible because I feel like at some point, CD's going to break a tackle. Right. Michael Gallup's going to break a tackle. Uh, maybe Brandon Cooks is going to break a tackle. Ferguson, Ferguson. Ferguson's going to yeah, break a tackle, yeah, yeah. and they're going to turn into something bigger. So I think really for the offense, I think the key is get the ball out quick, negate that pass rush, force the cornerbacks to have to rally and tackle. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about the defense. Go ahead, Jeff. I would say it. I think all three of these things, obviously, they play they go together yeah. because yeah. You're, you're talking about the corners, and, and there's an ability there to, to take advantage of. Those guys are really physical, and they're really aggressive yeah. because that front seven gets exactly. home so yeah. fast. Yeah. So if you can block those guys up front, yeah. you allow some things to happen in the receiving game, and if you can get the running game going, then that opens up everything. So yeah. I really think there's an opportunity here. It's not, yeah. as, it's not as bleak as some may think. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really think, I, I personally believe they've got some stuff that they weren't they didn't have to show in these first four games. Mike McCarthy talked about it this morning on the fan. Yeah. Uh, there's some things they haven't had to show because they've had three blowouts in four games. Right. And so there's a lot of stuff left in the bag. I am I see waiting for it. Yeah, I <laughs> All this secrecy and the things that, that he hides, I am waiting to see it. Give me this your defensive key, Brian. You gave yeah, me I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I jumped no, the gun good. on that. But, yeah, I, I think it. don't get fooled by all the motion and movement and 
play action stuff and all that, be able to handle their 21, 22 personnel. And if you could do that, you know, it gives you a good shot. Yeah. I would say, um, obviously, stopping the run is key, but also those chunk plays that you keep mentioning, Derek, we've seen it happen. Even in these blowouts, we've seen it happen um, where they have allowed guys to, all of a sudden, you got Gilmore all the way over there and his guy is like, taking off yeah, to yeah. get into the end zone. So just making sure that you, you are able to contain that somehow and not allow that much separation. So... Just don't give up those chunk plays because we've seen that really, really hurt you at games. Yeah, and I I kind of alluded to mine earlier in in this show, but the middle of that defense, uh, generating internal pressure, it starts with Osa Digizua just because he's the best pass rusher in that defensive tackle group. And then you got Jonathan Hankins as well. He's going to be a big part of stopping the run with Christian McCaffrey, Leighton Vander Esch being able to come down and stop Christian McCaffrey. And then also J. Ron Kirst being able to limit George Kittle. Kittle obviously had a huge game against these guys back in January. So the middle of that defense, if those four guys can have, you know, their best game of the season in a perfect world, then they win this game. All right, let's move on to the picks, and we also have a pod pick we're going to get to, too. Tell me who you think is going to win. Final score. I'll start with you, Nick. Um, man, uh, you know, I, I the passing game is going to have to get going. The running game is going to have to get going. But I feel confident going into this 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 time around, um, especially given how uh, the players have been talking this week and how, how much more than just one game that this is. That's exactly what Dak said yesterday. So I'm going to give it to uh, the Cowboys, 28-24. Um, there's no way that I'm not going to pick the Cowboys because I think it's been so close and at some point it's got to give. At some point you got to be able to come out and beat. I hope they get there and they're aggressive. Something I remember very vividly going into that last game in the playoffs, you could notably see the 49ers be way more aggressive pre-game and in the game. They're Like you say, Brian, you call them bullies and yeah. they were acting like it. Yeah. So, um... I hope the Cowboys are angry enough. They've been hearing about this game since the season started, since last year, actually. Well, uh, since they lost. But I think they win. It's going to be a very, very close game. I have them scoring a lot of points, though. 32-31 in this game. Yeah, I took Nick's score, but I picked San Francisco. 28-24. All right. And I actually think, and I've been saying this since early in the week, I just got a feeling they're going to win. The Cowboys are going to win, and I don't think it's going to be terribly close. Hmm. I think the Cowboys are actually going to go in this game. This is how the NFL typically plays out, is when when you have a team that you think you know is is the better team, mm-hmm. uh, but the other team's good, Yeah, though it, it can flip on you. And I kind of think this is the time for the Cowboys to flip. Asking that same question if they get to a playoff game, and I may have a different answer, but I think this week, I think the Cowboys have circled this game on their calendar when the schedule has first come out, and I think their focus for this game is going to be right. And I think Quite frankly, they have the right parts. I think they have the right kind of offense to be able to beat them, and I think they have the right players on defense to be able to beat them. So I think they win 27-16. Yeah, this to me is very much like we talk about 2014, Dallas going and winning at Seattle. Seattle, nobody really gave Dallas a chance to go in Seattle, and they physically took it to Seattle that year. Because it was a focus for them. It was a focus for them, yeah. you got to find a way. Seattle was coming off Super Bowls and things like that. Dallas does need this game. They really, really do psychologically, I believe. Yeah, real quick, we'll get our pie picks uh the question this week is player that you think will have the most receptions either team i've already put my pick in uh on talking this morning um Debo samuel right yep oh you need to give me this let me think i've been missing this i've had it wrong every time uh brandon ayuk all right number of receptions number of times they're gonna get the catch you know what 
let's get Brandon Cooks involved in there a whole that. lot. I would let's, love uh, that. let's get him. Yeah, let's Brandon Cooks. And I'm gonna go with Jake first. There you go. Appreciate you guys joining us. We will be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, Nick Harris, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?